Fear is as natural to life as hunger and thirst. There are circumstances, experiences and people who initiate fear in our hearts and yet fear can be so debilitating. God's word to his people at all times is Isaiah 41 verse 14, Fear not. Fear not, you worm Jacob, and you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Welcome to episode 116 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. I'm your host, Dave Holt, and I want to invite you to become a subscriber to this podcast. That is, if you are not one yet, all you have to do is click on the subscribe button on your preferred podcast provider, and there you have it each and every day. This podcast will be ready for you to listen to. And then, by the way, you can contact me directly about this podcast, this episode, any matters relating to it, by emailing me at dave at askspurgeon.com. Now, today's question, Reverend Spurgeon, why must a Christian work hard to be rid of fear? My friends, there are a number of reasons. Get rid of fear because fear is painful. How it torments the spirit. When the Christian trusts, he is happy. When he doubts, he is miserable. When the believer looks to his master and relies upon him, he can sing. When he doubts his master, he can only groan. What miserable wretches the most faithful Christians are when they once begin doubting and fearing. It is a trade I never like to meddle with because it never pays the expenses and never brings any profit. The trade of doubting. Why? The soul is broken in pieces, lanced, pricked with knives, dissolved, racked, pained. It knows not how to exist when it gives way to fear. Up, Christian! You are of a sorrowful countenance. Up and chase your fears away. Why would you be forever groaning in your dungeon? Why should the giant despair forever beat you with his crab-tree club? Up, drive him away, touch the key of the promises, be of good cheer. Fear never helped you yet, and it never will. Fear, too, is weakening. Make a man afraid, he will flee at his own shadow. Make a man brave, and he will stand before an army and overcome them. He will never do much good in the world who is afraid of men. The fear of God brings blessings, but the fear of men brings a snare, and such a snare that many feet have been tripped. No man shall be faithful to God if he is fearful of man. No man shall find his arm sufficient for him and his might equal to his emergencies unless he can confidently believe and quietly wait. We must not fear, for fear is weakening. Again, we must not fear, for fear dishonors God. Doubt the eternal? Distrust the omnipotent? O traitorous fear, do you think that the arm which piled the heavens and sustains the pillars of the earth shall ever be palsied? Shall the brow which eternal ages have rolled over, without scathing it, at last be furrowed by old age? What? 
Shall the eternal fail you? Shall the faithful promiser break his oath? You dishonor God, O unbelief. Get out of here. God is too wise to err, too good to be unkind. Leave off doubting him and begin to trust him. For in so doing, you will put a crown on his head. But in doubting him, you do trample his crown beneath your feet. And lastly, doubt not the Lord, O Christian, for in doing so, you do lower yourself. The more you believe, the greater you are, but the more you doubt, the less you become. Plant your feet upon the immovable rock of ages, lift your eyes to heaven, scorn the world, never be a coward, bend your fist in the world's face, and bid defiance to it and hell, and you are a man and noble. But crouch and cringe and dread and doubt, and you have lost your Christian dignity, and are no longer what you should be. You do not honor God. Fear not, you worm Jacob. I will help you, says the Lord. Then why should you fear? Brothers and sisters, you and I can do nothing of ourselves. We are poor, puny things. But let us attempt great things, for God is with us. Let us dare great things, for God will not leave us. Remember what he has done, and remember what he has done of old. He will do again. Remember David the shepherd boy? Remember well Shamgar with his ox goad? Forget not the jawbone of the ass and the stone from the sling. If these worked wonders, why should not we? If little things have done great things, let us try to do great things also. You know not, you atoms, but that your destiny is sublime. Try and make it so by faith, and the least of you may be mighty through the strength of God. Oh, for divine grace to trust God, and there is no telling what you can do. Worms, you are nothing, but you have eaten princes. Worms, you are nothing, but you have devoured the roots of cedars and laid them level with the earth. Worms, you are nothing, but you have piled rocks in the deep, deep sea, and wrecked mighty navies. Worms, you have eaten through the keel of the proudest ship that ever sailed the ocean. If you have done this yourselves, what cannot we do? Your strength lies in your mouths. Our strength lies in ours too. We will use our mouths in prayer and in constant adoration, and we shall yet conquer. For God is with us, and victory is sure. Now that was encouraging, don't you think? The answer to the question, why must the Christian work hard to be rid of fear, was provided during the Sunday morning sermon preached on the 4th of October, 1857 at the Music Hall, Royal Surrey Gardens, titled Fear Not. Thank you again for joining me today. It's been so good to have you and I trust these words have been a blessing to you and will encourage you as you make your way through life and journey onwards to glory. Until next time, the Lord bless you and may I pray with you as I close. 
O God, we are struck each day, we are challenged each day by fears that arise from within. But your word has instructed us very plainly, fear not. And this day we would take a hold of your words and believe and fear not. And though we be but puny worms, may we recognize that with our God we shall do valiantly. It is he, it is he who does great things in and through us for his glory. So do it, Lord. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.